Welcome to the Reorg Primary Review, where we cover the latest developments in high yield, distressed debt, and bankruptcy, and feature discussions on issues affecting distressed debt, leverage finance, direct lending, high yield bonds, high yield municipals, covenants, private credit, and middle market companies. I'm David Zubkis. For this week's installment, as always, we bring you a weekly summary of interesting developments in the restructuring world, as well as a preview of what's on tap for next week. We'll be taking a brief recess this week from our regular interview segment, but we'll be back soon with more premium content. We'd love to hear your feedback to help us improve the podcast experience, so please take a moment to complete this short survey at the link attached to this podcast and let us know how we're doing. It's Monday, August 21st. This week, Reorg initiated new coverage on Hawaiian Electric Industries, Spirit Aerosystems, and Radiant Hold Co. Reorg has prepared a comprehensive analysis of capital and organizational structures for Hawaiian Electric, or HEC, a subsidiary of Hawaiian Electric Industries, Inc., or HEI, which may be potentially liable for the damage associated with the Laihanu Maui fire if the lawsuits brought against it should prove successful, according to market sources. The lawsuits come as the company, stakeholders, and regulatory bodies assess liability for and the costs associated with the wildfires that have destroyed significant parts of Maui County. Hawaii Attorney General Ann Lopez said she would engage a third-party private organization to assess state and county agency preparedness and response to the wildfires. Spirit Aerosystems' deliveries of shipsets, structural aircraft components, including fuselage and wing components delivered for one aircraft, are down almost 30% compared with deliveries in 2019. The combination of lower shipset deliveries and a mixed shift to deliveries to Airbus has led to significant negative free cash flow. Over the last 12 months, Reorg has calculated adjusted EBITDA has been $489 million, less than half of the $1.1 billion generated in 2019. Spirit's next major debt maturity occurs in 2025. The company has acknowledged not being able to generate enough cash to fully pay off 2025 obligations and would need to explore refinancing options. Radiant Holdco, a provider of internet, mobile, and TV services doing business as a Stown broadband, has experienced customer loss, declining average revenue per customer or ARPC, and elevated capital expenditures requirement and interest expenses, according to sources. The company reported that second quarter adjusted EBITDA declined 1.5% year-over-year to $186.6 million on a 1.6% revenue decrease to $412.1 million. An ad hoc group of lenders is organized with Gibson Dunn as legal advisor. For in-court coverage, we take a look at Yellow Corp, FTX, Genesis Global, SVB Financial Group, and Diamond Sports Group. After weighing competing dip financing proposals over the past week, the Yellow Corp debtors announced that they'll be proceeding with a $142.5 million new money dip facility from Citadel Credit Master Fund and MFN Partners. At a status conference, Yellow's counsel said the parties had reached agreement in principle supported by the entire capital structure and outlined the key dip terms, including a $1.3 billion stapled stocking horse bid from ST Strategic Lines for all the debtors' 166 real estate properties. However, later in the week, the debtors filed a dip term sheet that provided that they would enter into a stocking horse APA with Dominion Freight Lines, under which Dominion would purchase some or all of the real property constituting non-UST tranche B term priority collateral for no less than $1.5 billion. FDX and Genesis Global each filed separate motions in their respective chapter living cases seeking approval of a global settlement. The deal would resolve the dueling claims arising out of FTX and Genesis' prepetition lending relationship, whereby Genesis Global Capital LLC provided billions of dollars worth of cryptocurrency loans to Alameda Research and the Genesis entities maintained a customer account on the FTX.com platform. The agreement provides for Alameda to receive a $175 million allowed general unsecured claim against Genesis Global Capital, which would be satisfied in fiat and entitled to pro-rata distributions with all other allowed GUCs. 
Judge Martin Glenn scheduled a key hearing on September 19th in SVB Financial Group's fight to recover $1.93 billion of funds that it accuses the FDIC of wrongfully withholding. At the hearing, the judge will hear oral arguments on the FDIC's motions to dismiss the debtor's turnover action and to withdraw the reference. The court will also consider the debtor's request for a preliminary injunction that would require the FDIC to move the funds to an interest-bearing escrow account. Diamond Sports Group debtors moved to mediate all plan issues with key stakeholders and the immediate appointment of Judge David R. Jones and Judge Marvin Isger as co-mediators. The mediation request is supported by the Official Committee of Unsecured Creditors and three ad hoc credit groups. Separately, the DSG debtors filed a redacted version of their fraudulent transfer complaint against Ultimate Parent Sinclair Broadcast Group on the docket. The complaint was originally filed under seal in July. The complaint alleges that for two and a half years, Sinclair controlled the debtor's regional sports networks and raided more than $1.5 billion in cash and other assets from Diamond. Malincra Pure Fishing, Cano Health, and Tenneco round this week's crop of potential restructurings. Malincrat entered an extension to its forbearance agreements through August 22nd, and in conjunction with the extension, agreed to pay approximately $19 million plus accrued interest, representing 50% of the interest payment originally due on June 15th on its 2028 first lien notes. The company noted that it expects to pay the remaining amount of such interest payment in connection with signing a potential restructuring support agreement. Strategic Value Partners has amassed a significant portion of Pure Fishing's term loans, becoming an, impo- an important creditor to negotiate with for a potential maturity extension and capital raise. The fishing tackle retailer, whose brands include Penn, Abu Garcia, and Berkeley, has been battling elevated inflation and debt service expenses, as well as weakening consumer demand. Sponsor Sycamore Partners has supported its portfolio company with a $50 million promissory note, as well as $60 million real estate loan. Kano Health is working with Wa Gotchel as legal advisor and J.P. Morgan as financial advisor to prepare for potential debt restructuring. The healthcare provider for Medicare Advantage patients received a waiver from lenders after breaching a leveraged covenant on its $150 million term loan. In exchange, the company is forced to try to sell itself, hike the interest rate on the loan, and give lenders a pick and prepayment premium. Diameter Capital Partners was advised by Proskauer. Rubicon Founders was represented by Davis Polk. An administrative agent on the loan, J.P. Morgan, was advised by White & Case, according to the loan amendment. The $1.9 billion senior secured bond partly financing Apollo's takeover of car parts supplier Tenneco received a disappointing secondary market debut response from investors, trading more than two points below its final discounted pricing of 85 in gray market activity. One high-yield buy-side source said the banks were forced to print the bond with a heavy discount to yield enough to entice investors, given the 8% coupon previously agreed upon when the deal was announced in February 2022. Nonetheless, the source had declined to participate in Tenneco's deal given the shift in the car industry toward electric vehicles, which will weigh on the business. Top Red stories this week included Mitel up-tier plaintiffs rely on Trimark, Boardwriter's original asserted decision in response to motions to dismiss. Judge Kaplan enters order dismissing second LTL Chapter 11 case, declines to include 180-day bar, precluding debtor from refiling third case. Allied System Litigation Trustee finalizes global settlement resolving $380 million fraudulent transfer litigation against Ukaipa. Alcogen lenders organize the Millbank to examine options for maturities. And now here's Kate Thomas from New York with the week ahead. Welcome to the week ahead. My name is Kate Thomas. A longer schedule of this week's events can be found on the Reorg website under America's Week Ahead. Here are a few highlights. After an adjournment last week, the Benefit Technologies debtors have a Monday hearing on the timing of their planned confirmation hearing. The Official Committee of Unsecured Creditors is seeking to push the August 30th hearing to September 14th. 
the committee says that it needs more time to investigate potential claims that would be released under the proposed plan because a lack of cooperation from DIP lender and equity sponsor Madison Dearborn Partners and the term lenders has hampered the investigation. The debtors argue that postponing confirmation hearing would jeopardize their ability to emerge from bankruptcy ahead of the 2024 Medicare open enrollment period. Open enrollment is critical to their business, the debtors say, because it is when they generate 60% of their annual revenue. Moving to Tuesday, the Heritage Power debtors will be in court seeking approval of their disclosure statement and backstop commitment agreement for proposed exit financing. This past Friday, the debtors filed an amended disclosure statement that contained a revised term loan sheet. According to the revised documents, hedging counterparty Jay Aaron would be able to participate as a backstop party along with members of the term lender ad hoc committee and financial sponsor strategic value partners. Among other terms, Jay Aaron would also vote in favor of the proposed plan and the debtors and ad hoc committee would not object to Jay Aaron's proof of claim. The debtors also filed certificates of no objection for both the disclosure statement and the backstop agreement. On Wednesday, the Endo International debtors are scheduled to go forward their sale hearing. The debtors are seeking approval of the sale of substantially all their assets to stocking horse bidder Tensor for a $6 billion first lien credit bid. Although Endo reached settlements with various parties, objections to the sale from the U.S. government, the U.S. trustee, and others remained unresolved ahead of the originally scheduled August 14th sale hearing date. That's it for now. For more on the week ahead, check out America's Week Ahead on the Reorg website. Have a great week. Thank you again for tuning in to the Reorg Primary Review and our weekly review. Find all our podcasts on the Reorg.com webinars and podcast page, as well as Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Amazon. Hope your families are healthy and safe. Have a great week and see you next Monday.